0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Oh. Uh. Salaam. welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar al I am your host, covering here everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. Yes, Megan, Louise, and Levi, I see you watching me on the YouTube. So I hope you guys are doing well. Right, what do we have in store today? Okay, what type of learner are you? Now, in the fitness segment of the week, we take a look at the different methods online learning now it might sound obvious to you right now but when i take you through the different options you might be able to relate to the type of learner you are and what you respond best to shout out to amna and eve and fatima of course who is tuned in right now on the instagram live at omar Duri. and guys the end of the champions Everton and Liverpool title race I think we can officially say that which although we're only in February it seems like Manchester City having beaten Arsenal have secured their spot at the top but the only question is can they do the quadruple with the squad that they have so we're taking a look at that how Arsenal and City gets breaking down on the segment. And also a roundup of the world of sport. Djokovic in Australia. Osaka wins as well. The UAE sport, the motor racing, and everything else on the only place to be at three. The halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the final! sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar al Thank you very much for jamming with me today on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah, the only place to be at three. Got some good stuff for you today. We are going to be talking football. Don't worry, boys. But however, what I will say is... There's a lot of things been, been spoken about in terms of the fitness segments on the show. A lot of people have been very, very happy with the health and fitness segments on the show. And I'll tell you one thing. You guys who are tuned in on the Instagram Live, my co-hosts, all of you from Florin in New York to Tarek in London, always keep me busy. Even Masood in India as well, always keep me company. And that's why I get inspired to talk about A lot of the topics that you guys want to hear more of so make sure you let me know if there's more things you want to hear from on the halftime show it is your show you tell me and i'll definitely do my research and put it on the show right okay so on the well-being health and fitness segment this week the topic is what type of learner are you now, when it comes down to learning, the obvious ones normally come to fruition. We always kind of think of what type of learner are you? And I came across this from our very own Jim Quick, who was on the show before, the brain coach, as we call him. And I saw this post and I thought, you know what, I've got I've to bring this on the show because it had a lot of things that I kind of, I could kind of relate to. But I also wanted to see what you guys would relate to. Now, when it comes down to learning or absorbing information, there are several different types of ways we can do so. There's the visual learner, which is someone that learns what they see. Now, often you always see a child looking at their parent or their guardian and does or replicates what they do. So that's a visual learner. So what I want you to do is I'm going to go through all the different types of learners and I want to see how many of these you fall under, because I fell under quite a few. The kinesthetic learner as well. Now, the kinesthetic learner is the type of learner that learns what they do. All right. So Basically, when they touch, when they feel something, they kind of they kind of get the the grip of it, and then that's how they learn. Auditory learner. A lot of people prefer not to, let's say, uh, read by books, uh, like you know, as in touch books or open books. Some people prefer the audio version. Now, with the audio version, that's another way of learning. So they learn what they hear. You also hear musicians that learn how to play the instruments by ear and not by um, reading the notes so that's very interesting my father used to do that as well the stress learner here's one that's interesting a lot of us are going to look at this and go that could be me you learn about what stresses you now there isn't just bad stress but it's good stress as well so The different types of learners so far, we've had visual, which is the ones they learn with what they see. Kinesthetic learner, what they do or feel. You've got the auditory learner, what they hear, and you've got the stress learner, what stresses them. So you might not come across something um, for a while, then all of a sudden something happens and you learn from it because it stresses you out. The ease learner. Now this is kind of the opposite to the stress learner and it's what relaxes them. So sometimes meditation could be there breath work could be there there's a few things that kind of we realize or recognize what works for us and we become that type of learner so yes ease learner is another one that i would definitely go into the scribble learner now i know ipads are around i know technology's around i know some people like to to scribble on a, an ipad but sometimes people like to actually write it out I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people that actually likes to write it out on a book. Kind of old school, you might call me, but I kind of like doing that. So a scribble learner is someone that learns what they do by writing it out. So, so far, I've given you six. Visual, kinesthetic, auditory, stress, ease, and scribble. There's three more, right? Bear with me. Trust learner who learns from authority. This one made me think about it quite a bit. Because you're in a room, for example, and there's someone that's leading that room or someone that is the voice of that room. And all of a sudden you learn from that person, from authority, which is very interesting because at school you had your headmaster or your head teacher. Yes, teachers, I see you out there. Um, And and you learn to trust from that person that has that authority, has that voice. So that's the trust learner. Teach learner. You learn by teaching. And as again, you see, there's so many factors here now. I've I've named what? Eight so far. Of what type of learner are you? How many of those eight so far have been you? The copy learner. Learn what they can copy. So sometimes you copy what someone's doing and then all of a sudden you realize that's for you. Or maybe that might not be for you. So those are the nine types of learners from our very own Jim Quick who was on the show the brain coach and he posted this i think yesterday day before yesterday and i thought you know what i have to bring this to the listeners of the halftime show you know um it was so interesting how many of these i could actually relate to but how many can you relate to four two one five it's a lot or do or slide into my dms at omar duri and tell me what type of learner are you here are the nine different options visual kinesthetic Auditory, Stress, ease, scribble, trust, teach, and copy. And if you're just jumping in, Megan, I see you jumping in the room, and I'm sure Louise and Levi are there in the background with you, then you will have to catch a show on YouTube because the show is going to be out later on. No pressure, Gabby and Super Mario. But what type of learner are you? I'm going to play you some uh, One Republic, and I'll be right back after this. Peace and love, people. This is The Halftime Show with Omar That's Adouri. Two, oh, on,
1: oh, 95. Oh, he loves the
0: the goal? This is the halftime show with Omar Adore on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonder- it's time. Gets me every time. That intro is Fire. Right, okay, welcome guys to the Halftime Show with me, Omar Duri, your host. Shout out to uh, little Levi, who's listening, hope I got his name right, and Louise and Megan and Terry and Spicy and Almas and Masoud, even though he's late, 19 minutes, thought i bust him out on radio, um, <laughs> and everyone else who's tuned in uh, on the Instagram live. Thank you. Rajvi as well for tuning in right okay so the question of the day today on the health and fitness segment is what type of learner are you I gave you nine options now you don't have to just pick one you can pick as many as you want but it actually makes you think about the way we absorb information and in the way we actually respond um, in terms of creating habits that we can learn from so that's regarding that but right now I mean I do get a lot of messages I put a question out actually yesterday on my Instagram and I asked you know the listeners and the people that follow in Instagram to tell me what they want me to uh, talk about. Any questions they have for me on the show, health, fitness, sports-related, shoot them my way. I think it goes on for twenty-four hours, and I will bring it up on the show. So I'm still getting those and putting them together, but I have them ready for you on Wednesday. Uh, right? Okay. End of the champions. Everton end Liverpool's title race already. Is that something that I can say? Liverpool fans, do you think it's all over? Do you believe that, you know, they've given up on on challenging Manchester City? And speaking about Manchester City, how good were they yesterday? 18 matches unbeaten, you know, almost out of third gear. I think what yesterday reminded me of, and I obviously shout out to all my my boys who were playing football with me and girls who were playing football with me yesterday, um, rushed back home to try and watch the game and, and... Arsenal already 1-0 down, and I thought, oh God, here we go. But one thing that Manchester City reminds me of right now is for, for many years, Pep Guardiola's teams have been have been famous for their, their passing, their movement, their tiki-taka, their, their pattern play, their attacking play. But what's interesting now is maybe Pep Guardiola has actually taken a step back to take four steps forward in developing a very solid foundation in how he defends, playing with a false number nine. Now, it may not be the first time that Pep Guardiola plays with a false number nine, but I'll tell you what's happened now. In bringing in Ruben Diaz, it's got that feeling, Liverpool fans, of when you signed Virgil van Dijk and you placed him into that back line and he he just restored calmness to all the other players that were around you. From goalkeeper all the way to up front, there seemed to be this... Composure, this leadership that Ruben Diaz has brought. But not only that, but it's also restored Fernandinho into his favourite position, who last year had to play in defence. Does that ring a bell, Liverpool fans, with Jordan Henderson dropping into your back line, taking away a strong element of what a lot of people said was player of the year last year. So there are, a, there is a huge resemblance between Manchester City last year and Liverpool this year, in the sense that Liverpool have had... Really, really bad luck with their injuries. Virgil Van Dijk, then Gomez, then Matip, and and it's been very unstable bringing their midfielders back into defense. Signing two players that are more like squad players, which has caused a lot of unrest. And Liverpool bowing out of the title race already, and we haven't even reached mid-Feb yet. So that's regarding that. But can we go back to Manchester for a second? Watching them play yesterday. In terms of how stylistically they were playing, playing with a false number nine, that could have been anyone. It's been Foden in the past, it's been Kevin De Bruyne as well, it's even been Bernardo Silva. Playing with a false number nine who can occupy a space to be able to take away one of the defenders and cause distraction and mayhem on what's going on around them really was a credit to the way Pep Guardiola played this team, who has often been criticized for maybe overcomplicating things. And now Manchester City are up for a quadruple. Yes, that's right, quadruple. United fans might not want me saying that. And I know, spicy, you're watching. But one thing that I will say, and Rawan as well, is that United have, you know, have maybe punched above their weight. So when they do well, it's it's great. And when they don't do well, Oli comes out saying, we were never in the title race. So taking off that pressure off his players. But deep down inside, Leicester City and Manchester United are the closest rivals to City in this title race may not be a better team but one thing that's quite worrying in terms of the dominance of Manchester City is Pep Guardiola has been famous for rotating his players regardless of what competition he's in he's now in four competitions the Carabao Cup the FA Cup the Champions League and the Premier League the Premier League with 10 points to spare now allows him to rotate into the Champions League which is coming up this week on Wednesday against Borussia Mönchengladbach saying that if he restores that Yesterday, they played in gear three. Many people will say, oh, yeah, but City didn't play to their best. The reason why they didn't overexert that energy is to be able to save what's in the tank for Wednesday. Now, that's no disrespect to any Arsenal fans. I'm an Arsenal fan myself. But one thing I will say as a coach is the skill and the ability to be able to control a game without overexerting energy is one of the toughest skills to coach a team because there might be one player that might overdo it, step out of line or move into a different position and we all know how Pep likes everything done a certain way. You look at John Stones, you look at Ruben Diaz, Cancelo has been outstanding, Zinchenko, an unsung hero, Fernandinho playing in his position. Then you start to play about with Bernardo Silva who hasn't got the praise he deserves. you still got all these players around that, that rotate your Mahrez's, your Gabriel Jesus, all these type of players that play their part. And that's saying something without Aguero and De Bruyne being present. So look at the way everything has been managed. Fantastic by Pep Guardiola who doesn't always get the credit and is often looked at overcomplicating things. Now, yesterday what was incredible about the performance was simplifying the game. Very, very simple, simple play and he even said that do what you know right rather than trying to be someone you're not and that is obviously a metaphor in life but also a metaphor in the game regardless of what sport you're in and so football fans there's a little sum up of how yesterday went liverpool you know there'll be big question marks now whether the investors will actually push through and try and 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 press on we saw Um, a season ago, Manchester City were linked with Koulibaly. They got Diaz instead. Great decision. The decision-making at the top is just as important as what happens at management level or even player level. And even if they have the youth coming through, being able to integrate them is a skill in itself. So it comes down to the management, the coaches, and all the staff at these sports clubs, let alone football clubs. So there's my take on it. But what do you guys think? Will Manchester City win the quadruple this year? 4-2-1-5, it's a Salat Or do spicy thinks they won't. He thinks they're going to win the two. The question of the day as well, if you missed the first segment, what type of learner are you? I gave you the nine options. Let me know. 4-2-1-5, it's a Salat Or do or slide into my DMs at Omar al Duri. Enjoy some Chris Brown. This is the Halftime Show. With Omar Adori. Oh, on oh, oh, oh. Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the pilot. What's a goal? This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Uh. Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Al-Duri Wow, you know, this is this is why the show is so cool, man During the break, Nia Saleh comes in and goes I have a question <laughs> I just want to know um, She said, uh, tell me about supplements And she was asking me some very good questions And for those who are you know, the Instagram Live You would have seen that Um, Very, very good topic. I might save that till Wednesday. You know, I definitely, definitely might wait till Wednesday to save that topic. Because that was pretty, pretty good. Right, okay, what's happening in the world of sports? The topic of the day, firstly, before we go into that, was what type of learner are you? Now, I gave you nine options. I'm going to repeat it one more time. But you can catch the whole segment on the beginning of this episode, which will be out on YouTube later. Which type of learner are you? Visual, kinesthetic, auditory, stress, ease, scribble, trust, teach, or copy let me know I'm very interested to see what your thoughts will be on that because there's quite a few things that I kind of find myself looking at um, especially during uh, during um, lockdown and also the fact that it came from Jim Quick which was very very cool right okay a couple of questions coming in uh, Hassan's got a question saying uh, what did I see here hold up Europa League between Spurs and United or anyone else you know what, um, Spice? That's a good. That's a very, very good point. I think. Um, I think United will definitely be up there. I think that will be, be something that people might look at. I wouldn't sleep on Leicester either. They normally tend to tailor down in the league, so their focus might shift over to the Europa League. In that, um, yeah, I don't want to say Arsenal because you know they normally get to the semi final, get knocked out by a Champions League team. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that United and and Spurs will be very, very close. I think, uh, I think for that. But I think Leicester might also surprise a few people. Or you might even see the the people that drop out of the Champions League normally are quite solid when they go in there. Um, what else have I got? Uh, Florence says he's a visual. Masoud says he's a visual and auditory. And Tarek is cracking up at me as usual. Right, okay. A roundup of sports in in the world, obviously. We've got Djokovic who's won the Australian Open. You know, this is the thing with Djokovic. No matter what he does, yeah, no matter how much he wins, you always then think about what Federer is doing. It's, it's not it's not even like a disrespectful comment. It's just something that Djokovic is an outstanding athlete and he's someone that's been through a lot. But that likability factor that Federer has is just untouchable. Uh, Nadal's got this kind of warrior thing about him as well that when he wins, you kind of see it. But but winning the straight Open is not light and especially having Djokovic beat um, uh, Medvedev in the final, 7-5, 6-2 and 6-2, that... That was big, massive, massive to see him do that. And also from the ladies' side, Osaka wins a second one, and she beats Jennifer Brady to uh, to you know to win her second Australian Open as well. And and these athletes now are traveling around the world to do what they love. Finally, tennis is obviously a lot more different in terms of social distancing. Which they've got under control, but that's that's another thing that's that's huge. Manchester City could they win the quadruple following yesterday's performance and also the 18 games they won before that? But it's also the fact that there's an element of Liverpool in Manchester City's current title race. I said this earlier. I'm going to repeat it again. The Diaz signing has almost reinvigorated their defense. Has brought the best out of Stones. Edison's still pinging shots. Uh, you know, you've got Zinchenko, who's an unsung hero who does this thing. You've got um, Cancelo or Walker that fill into that gap. And then finally, Fernandinho dropping into the place where, you know, he's one of Guardiola's most trusted players. And that reminds me of Henderson, because last year, Fernandinho dropped into defense and played in the back line, which he had to do because the coach trusted him. This year, that's what's had to happen with Van Dijk, Gomez, Matip out. They've had to drop Henderson back, which has taken a huge part out of Liverpool's soul and engine when it comes down to the middle. So the, what Diaz has done, what Fernandinho has done has been truly remarkable. And it looks like they will be securing a, a league title. But can they win the Champions League and can they win the FA Cup and Carabao Cup? And then the Champions League, who's their biggest rivals as well? That's another thing you're thinking about. The Bayern Munich of this world. Can Pochettino do something with PSG? Massive, massive things there. Uh, on on what's happening, but also the fact that they've done it without De Bruyne and without Aguero and players have stepped up and taken responsibility. You've got Foden, you've got Mares, you've got Bernardo Silva who's been unsung in that sense and you've also got probably the player of the season right now, Gundogan. And Gundogan has been outstanding in the way he has stepped up to the plate and continuously been so consistent in how he performs. So fantastic stuff! Mufid does agree with me as well. Invincibility, absolutely. Gundogan is doing it now, but they need a striker. This is the question, though. What's up, Karthum? Do they need a striker? Pep Guardiola has has tinkered with a false nine, and whether it's De Bruyne or whether it's Foden, to be able to distract. The defenders who don't know whether to come short and get sucked into the midfield or to hold their position and wait for them to come on. And if you wait to come on, then you end up inviting pressure onto your back line, which is exactly what's happened recently. And even yesterday, when I looked at Aguero and Jesus warming up, I was thinking Aguero is one of the best strikers out there. And clearly someone that has lit up the Premier League. But with Aguero there... Is it more predictable to defend? Because you know he's going to occupy just the final third. He won't drop into the middle. He won't be a false number nine. He won't pull himself out to the wings. He'll stay more central and interlink players in. Does that almost make them more narrow in in the way City play? When Pep gets it right, he's a genius. And when he doesn't, he's overcomplicating things. But right now, I think 10 points clear, 18 games won in a row. I think it's safe to say... He's getting it right. The question is, when he gets to the latter stages of the Champions League, if he does, will he overcomplicate it? Or will he stick to his guns and, and, and go with what happens? Because even Laporte, who's been out, last year when Laporte was out, that was your Van Dijk. They weren't the same team. This year, whether he comes in or not, Stones, Diaz, have kept everything in. And can I just take a moment? Edison's passing. Oh my God. If you guys... See the way he pings that ball. Oh, my God, guys. I'm sorry, man. I, yesterday, I saw him play a pass. I'd, I almost switched off the TV. <laughs> I just pushed the microphone out the way. I was so <laughs> close to doing that because he can pass the ball better than a lot of people I know and a lot of players I've worked with. And it is phenomenal the way he pings that ball. And that's a goalkeeper. Oh, my God. this. Let's see. Uh, Will City make the, do the quadruple? We've also got a couple of things as well. I've got... um. What did I have? Oh, the UAE Motorsport as well, which happened um, actually happened a couple of days ago. What have I got here? I've got the the Saxo Bank in partnership with the Motor Hub, an organisation committed to developing and expanding a car club culture in the UAE. Right? Okay. Um, what's what's he got here? Uh, Ibrahim Abdelgheit won the opening. Uh, the opening race and also took home the coveted Saxo Bank fastest lap trophy for the fastest overlap at the conclusion of the first round. Ibrahim, who drove a Porsche Turbo S, posted a lap two seconds faster than his nearest competitor. He said the race was top-notch in terms of organization thanks to the Motorhub and Saxo Bank. And it was a well-organized event. So, shout out to everyone who attended that. If you guys did attend that, hit me up and let me know what was it like. The motor racing is crazy at the moment. And the scene out here in the UAE is big. So, I'm sure you guys enjoyed that as much as he did. Um, Mimo is saying, better than Allison's passing. You know what, Mufid? I have to say. <laughs> and I know that's a cheeky comment you made. But I have to say, Edison's passing... Is better than David Luiz's passing? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there. Right, David Luiz fans, hit me up if you think uh if you think otherwise. Edison's passing. Oh my god, I I'm still in awe of the way this guy plays a ball. And I'm a defensive midfielder, I like playing that kind of pass. But his passing, the way he pings a ball, that height, I can't tell you more about that. Right, okay, we're gonna take a break. The Adan is coming on, but I'm gonna be taking all your questions and answers on the show and everything else. I'm the only place to be at three, the halftime show on pulse. 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri. Oh, oh, 95, 95. 95. oh, he lips the five and what's the goal? This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> It sure is that time. It's the halftime show. And you know what I have to say? Thank you, Mufid, for keeping me company and also offering to come in and (laughs) come into the studio. Uh, A lot of big things. Hey, listen, Boateng. Boateng just jumped in on the Instagram live as well. Boateng scored a hat-trick against Barcelona, folks. So when he's on my Instagram live, I get kind of gassed. Boateng... Uh, you know, I'm going to ask you a quick question you can give me a quick response before I wrap up what's it like scoring against Barcelona three goals uh, at a senior level and playing against Messi let me know before we wrap up but it's not every day that I have uh, the man the myth the legend Mikel Atiyah from future no future
1: the car. afternoon
0: I guess going future Karak the afternoon Karak okay. in the building one half of the dynamic duo Mikey how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. It's a Monday, and uh, you know it's the start of a great week. There's all sorts of new discussions. I love when the weekend comes because Sunday comes along, and I'm like, boy, do I have a lot to talk about from entertainment to video games to movies. And today, I'll be covering up a really cool announcement. Have you ever watched the movie Christmas, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh, yeah. Well, what would you say if there is a sequel in the making?
0: For real? Yeah. But the thing is, when you say sequel making, has it got the same p- characters, same people? Mm-hmm. I want to know that because the sequels aren't always as good as the first ones.
1: That You're right. You're right. Especially when you take a cult classic like this. Yeah. You know, uh, for you to make a sequel, you have something really to prove. Yeah. Which is why I'm going to be bringing you guys all the details later on in the afternoon.
0: Amazing leaves us hanging, so make sure you tune in. To That's the our thing, job. <laughs> we got to tease you a there's, little. There's a, there's something else I want to I want to bring up very quickly, man. And and uh, Maria will probably really annoyed at me for, for saying this. I'm really addicted to FIFA, man.
1: That's not a problem. I think uh, you have something uh, that you can really enjoy uh-huh. in your spare time. Yeah. And FIFA is that thing, you know. I would just recommend that maybe uh, try something else. Like. You know, Um, If I
0: I asked you, and knowing me, I'm a sports guy. Okay. If I asked you to recommend two games for our listeners, what would you recommend?
1: Based on which genre? What are you looking for?
0: So normally, I'd I'd, I'd go for one sporty one and one mind one, one that gets you engaged in it. There's a storyline behind it. What would you recommend?
1: Okay. So if you want something competitive, Mm -hmm. sport-like, then I would definitely recommend uh, Rocket League. What's that? Rocket League takes the idea of soccer, but instead of using actual players, you're driving a car in a field. So you think all that experience (laughs) you've gained while playing FIFA, throw that out the door because Rocket League is going to (laughs) really... really challenge you but it's super fun you can't get enough of it to be okay. honest it's a really nice sort of crash derby style tournament where you're trying to just drive a car and push the, this big bowl yeah into a goal and uh, it's it's free, free to play so you can download it on your uh, your store on any of the platforms uh-huh. you're good to go but if you're looking for a story driven game something you can enjoy you're saying mind bending right yeah hmm. that's a tough one but i will definitely go for something called control i played that recently and if you're saying mind bending this is the definition of it it is a convoluted game even from start to finish mm. but you can't get enough of it there's a lot of things that it questions it takes the world around you and turns into a paranormal experience mm. but uh, overall it's a really fun, surreal experience. It's called Control. Check it out.
0: Wow. And there you have it, folks. Uh, from the man himself, he's giving you all the loadout. And make sure you tune in to hear the rest of how he left you hanging on the halftime show on the afternoon. Aisha um, al-Mazmi. O- o- Emmanuel Boateng says, the person who scored a hat against Barcelona, he just said now, he said, Omar, it was a big ups, man. It was a good feeling scoring three goals against one of the biggest teams in the world and playing alongside Messy. I'm so jealous. Tell me, Boateng as well. Message me quickly and tell me if you actually got his shirt, because that's something I'd be very, very proud to tell a lot of my uh, my footballers. And we are coming up to full time on the halftime show. Thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure you stay tuned though, because the afternoon karak is coming up right after this. And I will see you guys soon every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Mikey, thank
1: it's
0: you been very a pleasure. much. Thank you so much. Peace.